Whether you're feeling happy, sad, mad, or glad, it never hurts to change it up. Tired of the rut you're stuck in, but don't know what to do? Change it up! Life Transitions expert, speaker, and best-selling author, Paula Shaw, will be leading the charge each week, exploring topics that inspire men and women to welcome change and create a new kind of conversation. Join a movement that encourages truth, respect, innovation, and cooperation at home, in the workplace, and around the world. Ready to change it up? Here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome to Change It Up with Paula Shaw. We are being brought to you today by Sherry Blair, whose passion is to empower women to grow beautiful financial futures. And you can reach Sherry at 619-997-0416 or at SherryBlair.com, spelled C-H-E-R-I-B-L-A-I-R.com. So welcome to Change It Up Radio. I'm Paula Shaw. I'm an author, a speaker, and a life transitions expert. My work is all about guiding men and women who are doing dealing with change and the challenges that it creates. And that change may come from a lot of different sources. Sometimes it comes from a loss. Could be a death or a divorce. It could be moving or even retirement. So change is tough for people because we don't like the discomfort of the unfamiliar. And yet, we really need change in our lives to keep them interesting and to keep us growing. So it's a challenging area. And my goal here on this show and in my work is to help people make change smoother and more productive and growthful so that they can embrace it. Because let's face it, whether we like it or not, change is going to happen. And we might as well get the most out of it that we can on every level of our lives. If you would like to know more about working with me, either in my office or on online sessions or phone sessions, you can get that information at paulashaw.com. That's paulashaw.com. And by the way, if you want more information about Change It Up with Paula Shaw Radio Show, or if you'd like to listen to past episodes, because we've had some great guests and some really great topics on this show, you can find those shows at changeituprradio.com. That's changeituprradio.com. There's also information there about being a guest on a show or sponsorship opportunities. So don't don't miss checking out changeituprradio.com. All righty. So let's get into our topic today in discussing suicide first, because in the news this week, we had two suicides of very famous people. Famous clothing designer Kate Spade took her life, and well-known chef and TV personality Anthony Bourdain took his life. And I think it always just shakes us when somebody that we know or we know through media does something like this. You know, it engages in this act of incredible desperation. I know we were all rocked by Robin Williams' suicide not that long ago, and so many others that have chosen to end their lives when on the surface they look like they had it all. There, There's some interesting statistics about suicide that I'd like to share with you. The annual age-adjusted suicide rate is 13 people per 100,000 individuals commit suicide. Men die by suicide three and a half more times, times more often than women. On the average, there are 123 suicides per day in this country. White males accounted for seven out of 10 suicides in 2016. And firearms account for 51% of all suicides in 2016. So each year, 
44,965 people are dying of suicide here in America. And for every actual suicide, there are 25 who attempted it and weren't able to carry it out. So that number grows exponentially. And in our country, the costs of all different areas that are involved with suicide are $69 billion. It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. And I think, you know, there's a lot of confusion about suicide. A lot of people think that a person who commits suicide is mentally ill. But that isn't always the case. There can be many contributing factors, some of which could be a loss of a relationship, loneliness, chronic illness, financial loss, um, a history of trauma or abuse. And, and then also a lot of people worry about the stigma associated with asking for help. And so often, I think, when people are in the public eye, like Kate Spade was and Anthony Bourdain, it's really hard for them to let anybody know what they're going through because they're supposed to look like they have it all, right? They're, they're standing for a brand. And so often, that puts them in a really dangerous situation of not being able to find someone or a way to express their inner pain. And I know in, in reading articles about Kate Spade, they said also that she was dealing with a bipolar situation, which can really be tough. So people, sometimes people are dealing with um, psychological disorders that can lead to suicide. But very often, it's more about the way we're living as Americans that's bringing people to this, um, this place of such emotional despair. Um, you also have to remember that there's a cognitive constriction that goes on when a person is in overwhelming emotional pain. That basically means their brain is not functioning normally. They can't think straight. The prefrontal cortex kind of goes offline. This part of the brain, which is the thinking part of the brain, goes offline. And instead, they're more based in the amygdala, which is the part of the brain that prepares you for fight, flight, or freeze. And in this case, it often happens that suicide actually seems like the best way out or um, the best way to fight for survival because they're thinking maybe it will be better for them in the afterlife. So you see, it's a really distorted kind of thinking that, that doesn't necessarily make sense to us, but that, um, you know, a person in that kind of emotional state isn't thinking with their logical brain. They're thinking with a very emotional brain and the survival part of the brain. So we ask ourselves, why are so many Americans getting to this level of emotional despair? And it's largely because of the way we're living. We exist very much disconnected from our extended families and friends and communities for the most part, except for the shallow interactions of social media. Because we're too busy trying to make it without realizing that even if we do, once we get there, it won't be enough. And in the meantime, we're sacrificing time that can really be of value, time where we can connect with other human beings, express love, express our feelings, uh, time that, that could really make a difference when we could experience um, experience actually doing our passions, you know, living into our passions, having fun, just laughing. Laughing releases dopamine in the brain and makes us so much happier. So the more time you can spend laughing, the better off you are. We need to be 
just talking yesterday with the mother of a two-year-old, and we were saying she, the little boy was playing with his mom and his dad, and they were kicking a ball around and all that. And I said, gosh, this is so good to see. Because too often, even children at that age, I'm seeing being babysat by a screen. So they're sitting on a sofa or in a chair, and they're doing video games or they're watching something instead of being out playing with other children or talking or playing with their parents and moving their bodies. This is all critical to keeping the neurochemicals at a level where we feel joy and happiness about our lives. So this is an incredibly important area we need to look at. Jim Carrey did an interview last year where he said, quote, getting to the place where you have everything everybody has ever desired and realizing you're still unhappy and that you can still be unhappy, it's a shock when you've accomplished everything you ever dreamed of and more. So it's not the stuff, guys. It's not even the accomplishments. I think if our relationships aren't working, if we aren't spending time engaged in in communication and joy with other human beings, we can just reach a, a terribly desperate place of despair. So a few tips I would love to share with you to avoid that or to help someone who may be in that place. First of all, don't miss the moments to tell the ones you love that you love them. Many people who've been on the brink of suicide have reported that what brought them back was somebody saying they love them or asking them to please stay or saying that they needed them or that they cared about them. So don't miss those opportunities to do that. Look for those warning signs of isolation, despair, hopelessness, mood changes, giving away possessions in other people. And if you see that, reach out to them. Take them seriously. Tell them you care and encourage them to get help. Here is the suicide crisis line number, 888-724-7240. And we will have that in the show notes. But encourage someone, if you see someone or you're feeling it yourself, get, out, get with other people, get help, get exercise, get out in the sunshine, and find a way to serve others. That can give your life meaning, serving others. So when we come back from the break, we will be talking with Sherry Blair, whose whole life is about serving others and helping them to create beautiful financial futures. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, is not an affiliated company. California license number For those looking to improve their lives, there's nobody better to turn to than Paula Shaw. Paula helps people regain successful lives by identifying and eliminating self-sabotaging behavior using a multitude of mind-body techniques to identify and resolve their core issues. Working with a wide variety of healing modalities, she provides her clients with the most effective process for their specific needs. To book a session with Paula, call 858-480-9234. That's 858-480-9234. Welcome back to Change It Up with Paula Shaw Radio. 
I am here in studio with our sponsor, Sherry Blair of Sherry Blair Financial Services, who you can reach by calling 619-997-0416 or at Sherry Blair, spelled C-H-E-R-I-B-L-A-I-R, financialservices.com. And Sherry will be speaking with us in just a moment about avoiding desperation and unhappy moments in retirement. Mm. She's going to be answering some questions from the 2017 Retirement Income Literacy Gender Differences Report, which some of you may remember I talked about a few weeks back. I failed the quiz myself. And so Sherry and I decided to go on a mission to try to educate me and everybody else because 80% of women over, I think it was 75 or no, not over 75. No, no, uh, around 60, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Women over 60 took the test, failed. So I was in good company. (laughs) So Sherry, by the way, has been a financial consultant for over 24 years. She does work with men, but her passion is working with women. She started a while back doing educational seminars for them because, you know, having grown up in a situation where the father handled all the finances and mother was kind of left out, Sherry determined that not only was that not going to be the case for her life, but she was going to help other women to be equally well-informed and well-educated about how to handle their money and how to grow their money. Because we're living longer now, especially women. And this lady is on a mission to make sure that those women grow beautiful financial futures. So welcome, Sherry. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Paula. That was lovely. Uh, And I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Great. And I'm so glad not only to have you here, but to have you as a sponsor because your work is really beautiful. What you're trying to do Mm -hmm. for women is super important. You know, women are out there in the work world now and, you know, we're earning money. We're doing all these, these things that we didn't used to be able to do. But that doesn't mean we really know what to do with that money. I think there's a, a kind of a, a mindset with so many people that the financial stuff needs to be handled by the guys and that women do other kinds of things, you know, and right. they could be doing brilliant work. But I think even in a lot of power couples, the men handle the money, right? Right. Well, that's what I, yes, that's what I see or have seen for these many years. And, uh, you know, even though it that is changing, there's still many, many, many women, uh, particularly those that are baby boomers or mm-hmm. uh, getting close to retirement, um, still rely so much on the man. And and uh, as I've said before in some of the shows is, you know, a lot of it has to do, from my experience, is the woman's confidence in oh, their point. ability of understanding the financial matters. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they're just not feeling like they can. They, like you said, they could be brilliant. They can be brilliant and, and very power powerful in their business as if they're a business person or you know mm-hmm. um, company. But when it comes to financial things, they just defer that oftentimes. Yes. And I know for myself, um, I always saw my mother do that. Yes. So it just came very natural. It was role modeled for us, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And and I love it that you have a goal that's different than that for women. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay, let's march into the first question from the financial literacy test that was done in 2017. So, Sherry, the question is, Social Security workers' monthly benefits are increased for each year that benefits are deferred from age 62 to age, and the possible answers are A, 65, B, 66, C, 70, D, 75. And then, of course, there was don't know, which I checked all too many times when I took this (laughs) test. Yeah. So what is the correct answer, Sherry? 
Well, Paula, the correct answer for this question is actually C. So that is 70 years of age. So and one of the factors that is determining uh, when to choose Social Security uh, benefit is, is your life expectancy. Oh. Right? Well, but don't we all think we're going to live a long time? Right. But, you know, those of us that have family, I mean, we have family history. Everybody has family oh, history. Oh, I see what you're saying. And if you, you consider your family history, uh, your health, how you've taken care of yourself, mm -hmm. those things, you know, and if you're, I mean, obviously, if you're not sick, if you're sick, that's something that's completely different. Sure. But oftentimes, uh, you look, you know, you consider that. Like in my family, um, people live on both sides, on my mother's side and my father's side, into their 90s. Wow. So for you, it would make sense then to defer to age 70. For me, mm -hmm. absolutely. Got it. And for many of my clients, um, because the total benefits provided under the system, uh, if you delay it to age 70, is, is going to be, the idea is if the higher benefit is paid for a longer time, then like, like we are just pointing out, like in this case, you're better off. Right, yeah, because you're off. getting more money if you wait. That's right, the right, bottom line, right? Right, 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 yeah. right, 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 right. And, and is it significantly more? Well, you know, well, that's a good point. <laughs> so let's just say, um, you know, people can take retirement at age 62 mm -hmm. at this right now. Oh, okay. they can? Uh-huh. Oh. You can take retirement at age as early as 62. We're talking about Social Security benefits. Yeah, Social Security benefits. Oh, I'm I sorry. thought you had so, to wait to 65. Social Security. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it. See, you're already educating me. Yeah, no, no. Okay. No, so Social Security benefits can be taken as early as, as 62. I see. So, um, but in order to get, let's say, what what your full retirement would be, mm -hmm. it, you know, it it could be 66, it could be 67. Back in, back in the day, it was 65. I see. I see. So now there's a flexibility between 62 and obviously and 75. Is well, no, right no, 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 62 and 70. 70, okay. 70. I was looking at one of the answers on yeah, there, but yeah, that was a yeah, wrong yeah, answer. Yeah, 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because it's, and 70. it's after 70, if, if you don't take it, it's, uh, I mean, because it, it won't grow anymore. I see. So, so you're just leaving silly. money on the table. Yeah, yeah. you're just leaving you're money on the table. Okay. So. Very um, interesting. But it is, it is a tricky situation, um, uh, you know, because it's, so much of it is based on long, longevity. And there seems to be a lot of fear these days of whether the whole system's going to last. Right, right. So right. I think some people have that grand take the money and run. Attitude. Absolutely. I definitely have clients like that. I've seen mm -hmm. clients sometimes when, you know, I didn't think or we didn't think from a, a planning perspective. Uh -huh. um, it was necessarily in their best interest looking at everything that's going on. But they're just of that mindset. Mm -hmm. They're like, that money's there. What if I don't live or what if it goes away? Right, you know? right. So, yeah. So for some people, then it is the better course of action to go ahead and just take it, right? Well, I mean, I will say this. For their this. peace of mind. Yeah, for the peace of mind. And there are some, um, there are people that believe in the industry um, that you could take, let's say, it's, let's say, because you were asking what the difference is, and I wanted to point mm -hmm. out. Um, so let's say if you took it, if you waited till your full retirement age, let's just say 66 or 66 and a half or something, because it's, you know, um, it would be, it would be uh, $2,500 or, mm -hmm. or, you know, $2,500 a month. At okay. 66. At 66. If, okay. if that's your full retirement age. Okay. Okay. Got it. So, but if you took it at 62, mm -hmm. you're going to take a reduced amount. Significantly reduced? About, or? let's just say... Maybe fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Oh, so that's a thousand less. That's almost. a thousand less. Wow. Now there are there is a calculation, and it's and it's gauged by um, like about a half a percentage point. So mm -hmm. what you know? So let's say it's at if you took it at sixty two, you're getting fifteen hundred a month. Mm -hmm. um, you could like about a half of a percentage point. Like I said, uh, it would grow every month thereafter. I see. You know what I'm saying? So you know it's. And it's not about a matter of just taking it at, you know, your full retirement age or starting at 62. I've seen people say, oh, I don't want to take it, you know, I don't think I want to take it at 66 and a half. That's when their full mm -hmm. retirement age is. Mm -hmm. However, you know, um, or, you know, I may want to, or I want to wait or something, but something changes in their life. Right. 
and they start. They decide to, to take, take that it, into you know sooner. So yeah. when they didn't do it at sixty-two, so they turned sixty-two, sixty-three, sixty-four, and there's been some changes, and they decide to take it. Got so it. So that can be done as well. Interesting. All right. So when we come back for our next segment, we're going to look at question. The next question, which is about oh. A single person who's likely to live to age 90 is generally going to be better off claiming Social Security benefits at what age? Okay, stick around, everybody. The answer will be revealed right after this break. (laughs) We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Change it. Well, hon, I'm going in. Going in? Uh, Upstairs to the office to figure out our insurance. No need. Uh, Can't put it off. I'll see you in about six hours. Bill, there's no need. Huh? Well, I took care of it in about ten minutes. Whoa, hon, this is complicated stuff. Yep, so yesterday I called Kloon. Kloon? Kloon Insurance. They're brokers who handle all types of insurance for a bunch of companies. I told them our needs, they're working up a plan, and they'll be dropping by to explain everything. Yeah, but, you know, the extra cost of using a broker? No extra cost, and we get personal service. Not some out-of-the-country call center when we have a question or claim. They handle all insurance? Look, here's the info. Health, Medicare, dental and vision, disability, accident, critical illness, cancer insurance, and long-term care. They handle it all. No extra charges. Clune. Clune Insurance. (laughs) The guys are right. I'm married up. Clune Insurance. 760-805-0646-760-805-0646-760-805-0646. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, is not an affiliated company. California license number 0B42369. Welcome back to Change It Up with Paula Shaw Radio. We are here today talking about avoiding despair and desperation. And with us is Sherry Blair, the financial consultant who is sponsor for this show. Sherry Blair Financial Services.com is how you can reach her or by calling 619. 619- Nine nine seven zero four one six six one nine 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 seven zero four one six or Sherry Blair Financial Services dot com Sherry spelled C H E R I B L A I R. All right, and here she is in the flesh. Hey. <laughs> All right, Paula, we're back. Huh? We're back, Ms. Sherry. So we are talking about the answers to the questions. In the 2017 Retirement Income Literacy Gender Differences Report. That is a mouthful. I know. I think I'm just going to call it the RICP report. You can call it literary quiz. The 2017 Uh, literary quiz. The financial literary literacy literacy quiz. Okay. All right. We'll, We'll call it that. That's much easier. Because it takes half the segment to tell the title of the other thing. Okay. So here's the next question, everybody. A single person who is likely to live to age 90 is generally going to be better off claiming Social Security benefits at age, and answer A is 62, answer B is 66, answer C is 70, answer D is 75, and then there's don't know. Sherry, I kind of, for once, I actually know an answer, but tell us what it is. (laughs) Well, um, 
The answer to this question is C, net 70. Mm -hmm. This question is very much like the last question, mm -hmm. um, but I thought it was important to add, you know, to make sure that it gets in there because it is one of the questions on the quiz that, right. that talks about Social Security or right. addresses Social Security and uh, when the best time to take it. So, of course, the factor, one of the factors I just mentioned is your life expectancy. Yes. So what, what it looks like to you, I mean, did your parents, you know, I would say to you, if you were coming in and talking to me, I would say, Paula, tell me a little bit about your family history. Oh. Your, you know, your mom, your dad, are they still living? You know, with, you know, do you know anything about their parents, that kind of thing? How's your health, those kind of things. And that's part of the, the interview you have with them as their financial advisor. Absolutely, absolutely, because ah. we're looking at these things. I see. Trying to, you know, help them determine when it is when it is the best time for them to start their benefit. Got it. So because, uh, of, because this could affect, obviously, your total, your total uh, benefit, mm -hmm. right? So uh, if you delay it till 70, it's always a good idea because you're going to have a higher benefit for bit, a higher benefit for a longer time. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So obviously that makes a lot of sense, and I didn't realize the difference could be pretty dramatic. Almost the difference of a thousand dollars a month more right. that you would get. Huh? Right. Right. Now, let me talk a little bit about that because mm -hmm. um, one of the things that's important, I think, to rem remember is when you're looking at this claiming question, uh -huh. what you're really looking at is how can I improve my retirement income? I see. How can I improve my retirement so income? So you're thinking ahead rather right. than so, just grabbing money. <laughs> right. Of course. Of mm -hmm. course. So it's like if you're, if you take it at, going back to the other example, it's 62 and it's 1500 but if you wait till your full retirement, twenty five hundred, well, then you also have the option if you want to wait till seventy, mm -hmm. right? Which is this says, and mm -hmm. even our last question, our answer is, and that is that if your full retirement age, whether it's sixty, sixty six and a half, or sixty seven, um, you have an option if you want to to delay it, mm -hmm. which is called suspend it, till the age seventy, and it grows at eight percent every year thereafter. Ah. And many people will do that too. You know, now I always wondered, let's say a person decides to take it at 62 because of the circumstances in right. their life at that time and they're scared and they, they just need extra money. It, and then let's say by the time they're 65 or maybe even 63, things improve. Can you put a hold on it so it'll grow some more? Or is that it? Once you commit, you're in. Well, you can stop taking it, but there's there's a lot of other factors around, like uh, paying it back and so on and so forth to take oh, it at a later time. Oh, yeah. I see. So yeah. that's not the easiest. So unless thing you have to a do. lump sum to pay back from what they've been paying, you know, paying mm -hmm. you, um, that could be oh. not always in your best interest. Okay, so yeah. once you make your decision, you're pretty much in. Right. 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 Got it. Right. Okay. Right. So. Let's look at the next question here, number three. According to the Social Security Administration, in 2033, they will only have funds to pay for approximately what percentage of promised benefits? Who? this is a great question because I know a lot of people are worried about this. It's a very, very good question. Mm. Yes. So, okay, the A is to pay for 0% of promised benefits. Mm. B is 25% of promised benefits. C is 50% of promised benefits. And D is 75% of promised benefits. All right, Sherry, I think the world is is holding on. Well, we know there's a don't know option. Right. <laughs> but you know, so we right, don't have right, to worry right. about that option. Right. The world's holding on to find out because a lot of people are worried about this, that the whole Social Security system is going to go away. What, so first tell us what's the correct answer. And then do you have any inside scoop on Social Security? <laughs> will it stay or will it go? Right, 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 right. Okay, so Paula, the correct answer for this question is D. It's 75%. Mm -hmm. So according to the Social Security Administration, in 2033, mm -hmm. they will only have funds to pay for approximately 75% of the promised benefits. Ooh. 
Okay, so now, oh, that's 2,133. That's a little ways off. It's not that far off, really. Yeah. I mean, for for people that are approaching um, and thinking about retirement if they're 55, mm-hmm. so that's 13 years, um, uh, let's see, 15 years, 15 to 14 years away. That's that true. Is not that's that not that very far. That's really not But that I was long. just thinking back on, on the questions we were just looking at. So let's say I was... 62, and I'm trying to decide, do right. I wait to 70? That's eight years from now. So I'd still be good to be getting the whole 100% eight years from now. But 15 years from now, probably not. So that person might need to be thinking differently. Well, let me just tell you this. If Congress doesn't act, the Social Security Trust Fund will be depleted after 2033. So mm-hmm. what, the, what does that really mean? Um, when they say depleted, that means that the program will only be able to pay 77 cents on a dollar. A dollar. Mm-hmm. Wow. A dollar's benefits owned through additional taxes, mm-hmm. um, through the tax revenue that's been um, received. So does that mean that it's going to end up that way? Absolutely not. And we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um have I seen any legislation? Have we seen any legislation to the contrary? Mm-hmm. No, we haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think or do those of us in the industry as financial advisors and planners and so on and so forth think there will be change? Yes, we do believe that there'll be change. Um, think about this. So if you're, if you're running for office... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which, and by the locally, way, I'll never do. <laughs> yeah, locally running for office, and um, you know, Congress, whatever, you know, some, uh, and um, you would vote against making changes to the Social Security Trust Fund, mm-hmm. so people would receive more of their benefits or less of their benefits. Do you think that, that would affect how you would vote for that person? Of course, right, mm-hmm. right. So if you do nothing, so if the Congress does nothing if uh, that, you know, the House of Representatives, if they do nothing, then it's like committing um, political suicide. I see. So what you're saying is there's hope. Absolutely. It's probably, absolutely, absolutely. they're going to find a way to save it. Absolutely. I mean, well, there, there's, there's, obviously there's been a lot of debate around this mm-hmm. and there will be, continue to be, but uh, they've looked at different things. They've looked at taking... Um, taking the Social Security trust funds out of the government hands and giving them back to the individuals or or put it in the uh, private sector. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people believe, and there's a good argument for, they think that they would do a better job. Uh (laughs) So with private sector, would that be like banks or trusts? It could be be trust. It could be, I mean, a trust could be set up. It could be through banks. It could be financial institutions. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there's talk about would, would... Let's say, you know, you or I be able to control our own, mm-hmm. you know, or would it be, mm-hmm. you know, in something that uh, that would be controlled for us? But mm-hmm. still, that's not a lot different than the government, is it? Yes. So <laughs> right. so there's there's good argument for that both ways. Mm-hmm. But how we how, how it will end up, we don't know. Right. Yeah, it's a big mystery. And it's kind of a scary one for a lot of people right now. It's very, very scary, because if you're anywhere from 13, 14, 15 years away before you know, mm-hmm. you're going to start taking your retirement. You're thinking about these things that's a right. lot. And that's where you hear the people say, well, Social Security won't even be around. I better t- I better take what I can now. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know? Well, when we come back in the next segment, let's talk a little bit about all that. Sherry, What what's the, the future going to look like? Right. <laughs> with it, without it. All right. We'll be back in just a moment with Sherry Blair, our financial consultant and sponsor. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. When you're the victim of an accident or someone's negligence, insurance companies are not going to give you fair compensation for your injuries, damage to your property, and lost income. They actually try to minimize your claim. Don't sign anything until you talk with John Sahar and the Sahar Law Firm in Carlsbad. For over 29 years, John has done battle and has won millions of dollars in damages, medical bills, loss of earnings, and pain and suffering for his clients. 
John Sahar will stand toe-to-toe with the big insurance companies to make sure you get every dime the law demands. And you don't pay until John collects money on your behalf. From San Diego to L.A., Santa Barbara to San Bernardino, for auto accidents, product liability, dog bites, any injury caused by another, if it brings pain and suffering, bring Sahar to the case. For a free case evaluation, call 760-683-2048. 760-683-2048. The Sahar Law Firm. Fighting for you. 760-683-2048. Welcome back to Change It Up with Paula Shaw Radio. I, I am in studio with our sponsor, Sherry Blair of Sherry Blair Financial Services. You can reach her at Sherry Blair, spelled C-H-E-R-I-B-L-A-I-R, Financial services.com or at 619-997-0416. And if you are either watching on Facebook or listening to this show, stick around because Sherry is enlightening us about some information we all need to know about how we can handle our money wisely in retirement. And her work specializes on really helping to educate women so that they can use their money wisely and make it last longer. So I think that's something all of us need to know. I know I'm delighted to be learning from you, Sherry. (laughs) So you were talking about some interesting information. We were talking about the whole social security system. Is it going to stay? Is it going to go? And and all of these things you believe about it. Would you give us some more of that information? Yes, yes. Thank you, Paula. I was just sharing that um, some of the reasons why, you know, it's believed that, well, we are headed into what could be a crisis. Um, I mean, to have your social security drops by 70, 75% mm-hmm. or to 75%. So if you're getting... A thousand dollars a month, you're getting seven fifty, and then over a course of a year, what does that add up to? Over, you know, five, ten years, so on and so forth. Yeah, and you know that could make for some people's lives. It could make a significant difference because women, women, tend to rely heavily, more heavily on Social Security benefits than men do. Oh, that's interesting. So, how, how does that work? Are we saying that single women, or I mean, if you're a couple, let's say, um, you know that. The man's getting his Social Security, and she's probably getting hers, right? Right. Right. So when we talk about women relying more on it, is that because with most couples, maybe the men did some kind of investing or something, and then there's a, more money to pull from? Or is it just women in general, you know, actually? So we're talking, and, and, you know, in these numbers and these statistics, we're talking about uh, women that have either, they're uh, single. So okay. they become either divorced or mm-hmm. widowed, or maybe they uh, never did, you know, marry. Uh-huh. I mean, they're just women statistically by themselves end up relying more on Social Security. So if Got you're it. a couple, right, and uh, your husband has Social Security, you have Social Security, and then whatever you, you might have together, that's that feels more safe, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that feel a little bit more secure than being, you know, by yourself and only what you, what you've done now, if you've done great things and, you know, you don't you don't find yourself in that situation, that's wonderful, but mm-hmm. not statistically women do rely more. You know what, Sherry, I think this is kind of a great place for me to mention to our listeners that um, Sherry and I have talked before about the fact that a lot of women are embarrassed that right. they either that they don't have more or that they don't know more. And so they don't seek help from somebody like you. Right. But but what I'm hearing you say is that that can make all the difference because you're making decisions about your money, whether it's Social Security or whether it's multi-millions right. that you've invested. Absolutely, Paula. Good point. Absolutely. So oh. how can people learn from you? How do they reach you, get together with you? I just want to be sure that we get that in and we'll give it to them again at the end right, of the right, segment. Right. Well, like you've said a couple of times, it could always obviously reach me. Uh, by calling me directly at 619-997-0416, right? Or come uh, to my website, which is sherryblairfinancialservices.com. 
Um, and um, and you have a little gift for them if they go to your website, right? I do, I do. What uh, is that? Well, right now, if they'd like to receive a personalized, no-obligation social security analysis, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that would be like determining when I should start taking my social security. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah, what looks better based on where I am today mm-hmm. and what I've saved, what you know, whatever, and what right. kind of social security am I going to get? Is it better to start as early as 62 or should I wait till my right. full retirement yeah. age? Right. So you have an analysis they take online. Well, actually, no. You give you you would go online. Mm-hmm. You would give me the information like how to get a hold of you, right? And right. That's, that's on the website. And then I would contact you. We would contact you. Oh. And we'd have a phone interview at over the no phone cost, at you're no cost. No, no cost. Oh my gosh, no, that's yeah. a true gift. Yeah. And get then, that information, everybody. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then we'd send it out to you or. You know, if you chose to come in and take a look at it, you know, ah, it's like, yeah. So you'll talk to them on the phone, ask certain kinds of questions that are going to help you determine what's best for right. them. Right. We would ask, Got we'd it. ask the, the questions and, and basically there's, um, there's programs set up to, you know, after all this information is put into those programs to determine, you know, different scenarios and when that's best for you to take that. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's so great. somebody doesn't even have to leave the comfort of their chair. No, no, no. That's <laughs> what's the beautiful, beautiful thing about today. You can use the phones and use Fabulous. Zoom and, and get right yes. into somebody's office, right? And there's also a wonderful book that you're offering people today. Would you tell them about that? Oh, yes. This is um, this is a, a, a booklet that's all about empowering today's woman. So this gives you uh, information. It's a guide to help enhance Social Security benefits for women. Uh-huh. So if you haven't started taking your Social Security and you're looking at that, this is a wonderful little uh, book that gives you some information to you know answer questions and if nothing else, open your eyes to things. So you have a, you know you might need to go. I'm going to go to an advisor or someone else professional to talk to find out more about these questions. So, uh, very good. How did they get that book? Well, the same way. They could go to my website, okay. give us your information, indicate there that you're interested in that book, and we'll make sure that we send that out to you directly. Great. Yeah. And again, that book is called The Empowering Today's Woman. That's right. I love it. All righty. Okay, Sherry. So I just want to go back to a little bit of what we were talking about yes, with Social Security. Please do. I, I think that's important. Um, and one of the reasons for uh, this concerned that uh, the trust fund will go down and you won't be able to take your whole benefit. And a lot of that, you know, there's several different reasons, but one of the things is that let's, I want to talk or address the cost of living uh, increase that we've Mm -hmm. gotten in Social Security. For those people that are receiving Social Security uh, or have been, will know that like over the last several years, there's been very small increase very minimal or nominal increase. I mean, in 2017, it increased by 2%. So you would have seen your... And that's like a cost of living adjustment? That's a cost of okay, living so increase. So they're giving you yeah. a little bit more. A little bit more. 2%. So 2016 was not even 1%. It was 03 Oh, wow. And then 2015, the year before that, it was 0%. Mm. And then if you go back even to 14 and 12, you see those lower numbers. That All of this affects how that trust, uh, Social Security trust fund is going to grow. Mm, right? I see. Right. And then there's one other example that I wanted to share. Yes, <laughs> I think this please. is a good example because mm. some people just don't get this. And when I share it with people, they, uh-huh. go, they go, I had no idea. <laughs> so I have an example um, because you know I have a lot of brothers, right? Yes, I do. I have five brothers being the only girl. So, well, one of my brothers, you know, uh, married a woman, and her name is Sally Anna. Mm-hmm. They were married for more than 10 years. They got divorced, and then he married again, a second wife. Mm-hmm. And her name was Susan. And they were married over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then he got divorced again and remarried a third wife. And her name oh is Sarah. Uh-huh. And Sarah... She already had two children of her own, uh-huh. and he chooses to adopt them. And now he's and they've just been married over a year. And then because he's a little older, he's decided that instead of just continuing to work, he wants to retire. So because they were married for ten, or, or okay, so his first wife because they were married for ten years, um, Sally Anna, 
she decides that she's a full retirement age too, and she wants to get, she wants to retire as well. So she's going to get, and his retirement, by the way, was $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. His she's, Social Security his Social benefit. Security, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. his Social Security benefit. I'm right. sorry, yes, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> thank mm-hmm. you, keeping me straight. So his Social Security benefit was $2,000 a year. So A month. A month. A month. <laughs> so Sally Anna, his first wife, she retires, and she's going to get 50% of that. Okay. So she gets $1,000 a month. Is that in addition to her own Social Security, or is that all she's getting? Right now, in this, in this scenario, this is all she's, she's getting. getting. Yeah, okay, she, got she it. She didn't work when they were together. Or okay, whatever, got so. it. So, yeah. So <laughs> then he was, okay, so he was also married to a second wife mm-hmm. for over 10 years, right, right Susan? And she is also hitting full retirement age. And she decides that she wants to get Social Security, and she gets 50% of his 2000 which oh. is another 1000 Uh-huh. And he still gets money, too? He gets his 2000 The oh, first wow. wife gets 1000 The second wife gets stay married more than 10 years, at least, guys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and even though he's been married uh, for only over a year with his third wife, uh-huh. she is she she's coming on retirement, and she says, you know, I want to retire as well. So she gets 50% of that 2000 for oh 1000 So she gets $1,000. So, and Everybody two, is doing well. And her, and her two children, <laughs> of all things, um, they, they get $1,000 each because they're underage. Oh, my god! So gosh. that's a $7,000 total payout for someone that only earned $2,000. Wow. Social Security. Amazing. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for all that you've taught us today. And but I tell you, this was all out of the realm of my reality. So <laughs> I'm making my appointment right away. <laughs> so thank you all for joining us here at Change It Up with Paula Shaw Radio. We're on every Saturday and Sunday evening at 7 p.m. on AM 1170, The Answer. We're on all the major podcast platforms, including iTunes, Lid- Libsyn, and SoundCloud on 15 terrestrial radio stations across the country, including iHeartRadio. And if you can't remember all of that, just ask Alexa. And please be sure to check us out on changeitupradio.com and paulashaw.com. And check out our Change It Up Radio Facebook page and Instagram. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sherry. Bye. Thanks for listening to Change It Up with Live Transitions expert, speaker, and best-selling author, Paula Shaw. Join the Change It Up movement with Paula Shaw every Saturday and Sunday at 7 p.m. as we explore topics that inspire, welcome change, and create a new kind of conversation. To learn more about Paula, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities, visit changeitupradio.com. Whether you're feeling happy, sad, mad, or glad, it never hurts to change it up. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, is not an affiliated company. California license number 0B42369.